0: Hello, I'm hungover
1: And I'm unwashed
0: Just what you'd expect from both of us, really We're the Sticky Bun Boys And
1: I'm especially sticky today
0: I'm not going to pull on that thread, David This week is the quarterfinal lofty heights Which I didn't, sadly, reach in our season
1: And quite right, too Please be gentle, David, I'm fragile <laughs> I've heard you say that before Let's get you some electrolytes and crack on with this episode <music>
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: On we crack. On we, on we crack. It sounds quite um northern. This week is the quarterfinal and it's free from week. Isn't it interesting that now in free from weeks, Paul is like really, is disgusting, free from week. Mm. Actually, he wasn't like this in this one. They called it alternative week, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, alternative. Well, Can maybe like indie f- music. Yeah, I don't think free from was quite was like as an in thing to say then. Sure. Can you hear Alex slurping from his bottle of whatever it is? Yeah. He opened a
0: packet of onion rings in my bedroom. I mean, honestly disgusting. I no told you to set this up
1: in the bedroom. It we always
0: do it in my bedroom.
1: And also, that's not the point. It's the fact they're disgusting crisps that are so pungent and smelly for you everyone. You should be else. ashamed
0: of yourself. This poor
1: Poor Floor Boy. (laughs) Right. So we're going to go on to the signature. Okay. Also, I've noticed something else this week is, you know, when they do those little interviewee things, the Vox Pops, we call them, even though they're not really Vox Pops, they keep on referring to their family and friends. So back then there wasn't like this thing where there was a pretend embargo that we were never meant to tell anyone in our lives. That's a good point. Because we were never allowed to say this where they're all saying things like Glenn was talking about his school. Saying, yes. oh, my school's still really excited that I'm in. Yes, I don't think Glenn's in this week, though. He did go home. No, I noticed that one, and I was going to mention You it noticed that... that he wasn't there this week, <laughs> <laughs> did you? No, I, I first noticed this when he said it, and I was going to mention it in the podcast, forgot. And then I noticed this week again, because Becca was talking about it. Thing, I think I've liked
0: this year, like, that the... the you can see the impact it's had on their family and friends because I don't think people quite realise that, yes, you're going through a lot when you're on Bake Off, but your family and friends are equally exhausted by you going through all of this stuff for Bake Off. Yeah, they're probably sick of hearing about it. So Becca, at this point in the competition, is the only one not to have been a star baker. And I'm just wondering whether you can relate to that, David. Um, Uh... Did you ever win a star baker?
1: No, is the answer Uh, to that question. No, (laughs) not one. How did that feel? Anyway, signature. (laughs) So the signature was doing a loaf using unusual flowers, it could be free from it could be in a tin and it was in three hours they said unusual flowers, meaning usually flowers that have gluten yeah but then they did say you are you are allowed kind of the more ancient wheats that have just don't have a very strong gluten which i think it's fine yeah i think it's not okay no it's fine the only thing is that then four of them used spelt which is actually relatively easy to use compared to something a like bit more rice sluffy flour. though isn't it <laughs> You were waiting to use that word uh, No I, I genuinely wasn't actually I didn't even write the word left. so there It's yeah it's very it's kind of relaxed Although you can get spelt flour if it's quite refined It goes quite like wheat
0: So I thought it was a really interesting point that they made During the kind of voiceover at the beginning of the episode Where Mel said the bakers have already been tested On their conventional bread baking skills And that's why they were doing this And I thought that is the difference between Bake Off then and Bake Off now Bake Off then was about tests like, they're testing baking skills. And now it's about challenges. It's, like, challenging you to succeed even, even when you probably can't.
1: Good point. Because, like, yeah, in the past it was, like, we're just testing whether you can make a scone. Yeah. Whether you can make a loaf. And yeah. now, and then it was, like, as it gets further on, okay, we're going to challenge you a little bit now because you're into the final stages. Do something a bit different. But it's
0: still being, they're still testing basic skills. Whereas Bake Off now loads of the challenges that you're being asked to do. They're just challenges. They're not testing anything really. I thought it was an interesting point and I felt very proud of myself and I noticed that and I wrote it down. Well, well done. So, it's like when I wrote that article and then a bit, everyone got really cross with me. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, but that's comments on the internet. They love doing that, especially if it's the Guardian. That people love comments. on the They do. They do. So, who did you like and who didn't you like?
0: I, I, I wasn't a massive, I couldn't work out whether I liked or didn't like Becca's idea. Because the spelt and rosemary would be lovely but I couldn't, I mean you're probably all over this, with mashed potato in the bread
1: oh have you never done it before no you don't taste it it's actually because i've got two focaccia recipes and one has mashed potato it. it's nothing like mashed potato it just makes it really soft it is really delicious it's more the texture of it i imagine it going a bit gummy no no it doesn't honestly it just goes really soft i re- my favorite focaccia said that before <laughs> is when you just have sliced potatoes on top which you did do some of those as well hers looked quite thin though for a focaccia. It,
0: it was yeah was that because it was spelt because I thought I thought because she was using spelt flour, like it was a good idea because focaccia dough is quite loose anyway. But it kind of looked like it was just like, oh, like a couple of centimetres thick. It was a bit... She
1: could have used a tin so it would kind of hold itself more and go a bit higher. Mm. So maybe it was just a bit thin. I think it looked nice. It's, this was an interesting one because I know you've said it before how it's quite nice when they're just given a bit more freedom in what they're doing. But they were all very, very, very different loaves.
0: Yeah, they were all really different. I thought Frances's one when she was doing the Chelsea Flower Show, but flower spelt like like the flower, not flower. I'm not explaining that very well. <laughs> um, F-L-O-U-R. Floyer, as um, Nadine Coyle would say. Yeah,
1: I thought that was interesting. Mainly because also, although they kind of said they could do what they want, I wouldn't really think of it as a tear and share as a loaf. I think you are judging quite different things compared to a loaf. Because um, a loaf is meant to be one big thing, and it's like the challenge is to be able to get one big thing to rise, whereas doing a tear and share... <laughs> that sometimes can be a challenge. <laughs> doing a tear and share is different. I mean, like, yeah. I like the sound of it. But she said she has
0: been finding it quite difficult during the week. She said her spelt tends to fall out rather than rise up. Do you tend to fall out or rise up? How do you find things? Rise up. Rise up. I, I think I fall out a bit more to be fair. Her Terran show is basically like Chelsea buns with orange and honeycomb and marzipan bees and she's like a precursor to Kim Joy isn't she? She's like the OG. <laughs> yes, but she yeah. really is. But she was like slagged off for everything. Oh. I got really cross actually during this episode. But we'll get to the end. We'll get to it when we get to it. They liked the and judging. They said it was very nice. Yeah, Paul said a bit underproofed, but otherwise fine.
1: Ruby did what looked like a relatively boring loaf with mango and nigella seeds. It was just a cob, um but that's kind of what they asked for—just a loaf. Yeah, and I did like the idea of the combinations. And she did do some more technical things. Like she made a very thin layer of bread and put it over her cob because if you have dried fruit and they stick out the edge they go really black and burnt straight away. Yeah. So I thought that was clever, but it wasn't anything that exciting. And it was, she knew it was underproved when she took it out of the drawer. When you know that, you can't just then, you know, at home you'd be like, oh, I'll put it back in for another mm. hour. You can't do that on off. It's always really harsh when you're like, I now know this is not going to be good, but I'm going to have to bake it anyway. I
0: really like Ruby. Like I really, really, really like Ruby as a person, but I'm kind of going the opposite way from you in the season. Like I started off like really rooting for her and really enjoying her. And at this point I'm a bit like, oh, please. Like, it doesn't always have to be Eeyore.
1: Yeah, my issue is... I think I'm still finding it very, very whingy. It's just I think I remembered it worse than it sure. is on the second watching. So I'm not finding it as bad. But I think maybe she was just too young. Maybe. And she's definitely got a perfectionist side to her, where it's kind of like, it's okay if something... Like, I you know when something is 95% right you don't have to complain about the 5% that's not right. Like, things can't be perfect every single time. Do you think
0: it's also the group of people, though, as well? Like, because in our year, like, Steph was quite like that. I was quite like that. Like, quite a few of us in the tent were like that. But also, we had, like, friendly relationships with everyone in the tent because we were all fairly similar in age. And therefore you were still able to have a joke and a laugh as well as feeling a bit miserable about it.
1: Yeah, they do seem quite competitive, this group. yeah, not not that friendly with each other. But also, she is very, very young. And I know there's been other young people who have got it together and things, but she is very, I wouldn't have done very well at 19.
4: No.
0: So what about Kimberly?
1: I thought this was a really good idea. And she always has brilliant ideas. Yeah. I love the fact that Mel came over and said, it looks like a beautiful cabbage. Yes. And then Kimberly's like, well, it's meant to be a rose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it was a wild garlic pesto and parma ham spelt loaf more like a Quran almost
1: yes and it looked very pretty but they did say it was very dry and quite dense inside which it usually would be if you're packing so many things into a loaf like that and then putting in a tin but she was putting the ham in pre-rise
0: yeah and i couldn't quite work out what was i mean it obviously had to be kind of cut through but like i thought i was going to inhibit it quite
1: a bit because if the if the yeast tries to rise against the ham it's just going to start it's like a wall whenever i see ones like this my issue is is did they do this at home and it was successful because it doesn't look like that loaf could ever really work in the way she wanted it to. Um, but maybe she just likes it a bit dry and dense. Lovely cut through. You all like that too. There was a BB actually. Did you watch the BB? Oh, I did. Do you know what? I'm loving BB now. Um, so this was about the National Loaf. Which is quite funny because they were talking about the national loaf in the the UK in the war where there wasn't enough wheat flour because it was being bombed by Germany as it was being You remember that, don't you? Uh, Excuse me. (laughs) Um, So they were doing it a different way. And one of the things was to make it wholemeal because Britain before that loved pappy white bread. And it was a very dry... And they also made people have it the day after it was baked. So it was easier to slice into thinner slices. That's my gran's bread. Now I realise my gran made bread... And my mum would always say oh it's the same recipe as mine I'm like no it's not cuz it's really dense and horrible mm. hers with the national loaf
0: and they could because the, I didn't realize basically all the wheats that they were using before the war and pro- and still now to be fair was coming from Canada and that was why we couldn't get white flour I thought it was interesting I it still get BB. my
1: my flour I always get from Canada
0: Well I don't get my I mean I get my from Tesco <laughs> Long way to go.
1: The next was a technical, as it normally is after the signature. And they had to make a hazelnut dacquoise in two hours and 45 minutes.
0: I love a dacquoise. I do. Like, it's probably one of my favourite, favourite things. As I was watching this, I got really hungry. I went and bought all the ingredients to make one. I haven't done it, but I bought everything, so I thought, oh, I'd like that.
1: It's kind of like a really soft, chewy meringue in a way, isn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, and a bit more like a bit more taste to it because meringue can just feel a bit sweet, whereas it's got a bit of like nuttiness to it, and like with the cream on the outside, like on the inside, and then the oh, and the chocolate, oh, delicious!
1: I love anything nutty. I have not written down a lot for this, to be honest. It was quite. They all looked pretty good at the end of it. There wasn't a lot going on. Christine didn't manage it. She she seemed to do the thing where they if you over roast your hazelnut and you make them too fine then the oil seeps into the meringue and maybe she just waited a bit too long before piping out because hers were all sticky but the timing was
0: really hard on this one like two two hours 45 to like all the elements needed to be baked slowly or to low and slow and then cooled and then another thing baked low and slow and then cooled like it was quite hard to get it all together i think her timing just messed up but then becca They had the order on the instructions. Becca just decided to change the order of what she was doing. And I was like, surely that's not a good call. No. So she was basically making the coffee custard for the creme mousseline before the ganache to try and make it cool down quicker because I think it was all about the cooling, basically.
1: But what happened was everyone else managed to do it fine, yeah. and then she just did it the same, but with sloppy ganache.
0: Yeah, so she came second bottom, didn't she?
1: Yeah, Christine came bottom because of her chewy meringues. And her runny filling. And her runny filling. Becca came fourth because of a sloppy ganache. And then it was Frances, Kimberly, and then Ruby was first.
0: Frances with her even piping, and Ruby with her good height.
1: Oh. Mm. Showstopper. We're on to 3D novelty cakes
0: as opposed to the 2D novelty cakes you get all the time it's awful when you just get a flat cake don't you it's just true. a fucking pancake <laughs> a 3D makes no I hate it when they say 3D cakes I never, have you ever, ever had a non-3D <laughs> cake before
1: No, but I even, even a pancake I've
0: got height to- oh I got really cross
1: they're not, they're not doing a drawing are they I was ever
0: so cross oh actually that's when you won ever so I'm trying that now instead of so you're famous no as well as um, <laughs> but famously was 2023 ever so was 2024 it ever works. So. You're like, oh, I'm ever so cold. Oh, I'm like ever so grateful. I'm ever so cross.
1: Do you reckon gay people, non gay people can say, because it sounds very gay saying ever so? Do
0: you want to give it a go? So Say you're ever so
1: cross. I'm ever so, uh, well, my bum hurts. How do I? What? I'm ever so oh my bum. <laughs> also, I don't know why. Yeah, I know that. I'm ever so on the floor. <laughs> So these 3D Novelty Cakes had to be dairy-free. I,
0: I didn't get a response on whether you like Everso. Oh, I love I it. I mean, after Alex tried to derail that entire segment. <laughs> but like, I think it's good. I like it, yes. You're ever so Cross. Your your, your your jump is ever so
1: lovely. Oh, thank you. Anything to dilute the famouslys. <laughs> um, so the 3D Novelty Cake had to be dairy-free. because it was our free-from-alternative week. Mm-hmm. So it was basically a vegetable cake. And they had four hours... Which isn't loads of time if you're going to do a novelty cake. 3D. And
0: vegetable cakes take a bit of t- a bit more time because they're obviously a bit, like, denser. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't really do vegetable cakes, apart. I do a carrot one every so often. But that's not even my... That's not really my thing. Oh, I do. See, Nick does not like sweet things, but he likes... Carrot cake's one of his favourite. So I tend to do them quite a lot. I like the little segment at the start. Mary was saying... Most have made a carrot cake, but they've got to think beyond that. Cut to ruby, grating carrots. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with a carrot cake? I mean, carrot cakes. If they're going to say vegetable cake, people are going to go carrot. Yeah, yeah. What did you, Who did you like the best? So, I really, really, really liked the idea of Francis's. In fact, this is one of the cakes i remember if i thought back to this series however i didn't realize she was absolutely roasted for it the whole way through but she did a carrot cake but it was kind of like this dense chocolate cake which i loved the sound of and then there was these little carrot cake carrots that went inside the dense chocolate cake like they were in the soil Mm. and then there was a coating around it like a big thick fondant and then she did loads and loads of cool exciting little things to make it look like a potting shed. it looked perfect it looked absolutely brilliant it was a beetroot and walnut
0: cake with dark chocolate and orange zest fudge icing and icing's hard to make
1: non-dairy as well yeah yeah definitely that's actually probably the hardest thing making a non-dairy cake isn't that difficult yeah especially if you can use eggs still the tough thing is making the icings do you know what i remembered my memory of this series was that paul was quite savage to francis about this whole style of a substance mary. boring boring it was mary She was just horrible. It was awful. Like I got really
0: annoyed actually because you can see Frances trying really hard to be happy and smiling and positive and upbeat. And like I think actually to jump ahead to the end, she makes it through. Like I feel like her final vox pop kind of began to show how much their criticisms were kind of getting to her. Like she was starting to doubt herself. She was starting to get really upset with herself. I just got so mad at it. And I was trying to work out why they were act like why they were treating France like that on the show, or why the edit was treating her like that because we don't actually know what happened. But do you think it was because she was sort of like a runaway winner and they were trying
1: to just make it look a bit more, but that's tense? that's kind of what my memory was of it. But when you watch it back now, I don't know. It just seems like they were really, Frustrated. I wrote in this one, "Shut the fuck up," because I'm I was starting to get really pissed yeah, off with the judges. It was cruel. Um, Kimberly did a good
0: job this week. Her toadstool cake. She had butternut squash spiced cake with maple syrup, non
1: dairy buttercream. It looked very sweet. It looked like as in like quite cute, not as in tasty. But well, yeah. also tasty And she she was really happy Because it's really nice When you know when you've got A plan to do something And you have to miss Some things off mm. She was really happy Because she's like I did everything It was yeah. exactly as I wanted it It was a bit close textured Which vegetable cakes they Often are. are I always like the fact That Kimberly Anytime there's some criticism She looks really Really surprised Yeah As <laughs> if so she's like Really? Okay Paul <laughs> it's like She's someone that could Probably take
0: criticism She'd win she'd in she'd... a fight as well Wouldn't she? <laughs> she she would absolutely would. win um, I was also really mad All of this judging I thought was wrong Becca's was the definition of a novelty cake it looked like a cheese like it was a cheese board with a cheese on top like
1: it looked like a novelty cake it looked like a cartoon it was absolutely brilliant poppy colors really and actually really pretty like literally like you say it looked like a shop bought novelty
0: cake and she's done it in four hours um, and it was spiced butternut squash and pecan cake with peach jam which she also hadn't practiced so the fact that it came out how it did was amazing and then he
1: he, she, she presented it and paul went quite simple Simple. Which then kind of amazed me because Ruby did an allotment plot and I'm not being harsh on her because this is a hard thing to do, but hers didn't look that good. It It kind of looked like a child had done it in the way that like the competency of it. And they... Praise they hers For like it It's the most amazing thing ever It's like Even Ruby had said Oh the shed's falling off Well I mean She complains about everything But like the shed Had fallen off sideways And she had done Some difficult things Like the tempering chocolate But it didn't look great And so to no. praise hers And then really go into Becca's seemed harsh
0: Yeah and like I'm not saying Don't praise Ruby's It's just like You need to have A, a kind of a, a level That you're you're judging against And I felt the level Was different for different people And that was really Bugging me Yeah um,
1: Ruby did win though Well before that Christine she was Oh yeah, making, Christine was there too She was making <laughs> yeah. A sweet, poca- sweet potato game guitar and at one point she said oh the knob's just fallen out oh do you find that happens to you well it depends if you've dilated doesn't it yeah. <laughs> stop and <laughs> she was making marshmallow
0: fondant as well which um Paul acted like it was new perhaps it was at the time but that's quite an easy way to make fondant icing That's yes. the way I would know to make it
1: yeah when we when we had to make fondant that time and they told us originally we had to home make our own yeah and then they wrote back and said we didn't and I did make my own but I'd planned to do the marshmallow one and they told me I couldn't because you couldn't because I wasn't allowed to bring in marshmallows Really? Yeah, and I was like, well, I'm not going to make marshmallows just to make fondant. No, well, Glenn did that a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Yeah, I'm not as good as Glenn. Anyway, Star Baker was Ruby, and going home was the delightful to go and use her butt plugs was Christine. <laughs> oh, there's Christine and
0: her butt plugs. It was actually quite a sad one. They whacked out the very, very sad music this year, um, this this week. Sorry, and all of the other bakers were really emotional. So I thought it was quite like a testament to to who she was and how much they liked her
1: I liked Christine a lot more than when I watched it the first time I didn't remember that much because I liked the fact that she was very positive when things were going wrong she always just kind of tried to roll with it yeah. and she was really really good at baking as well and her like, well.
0: traditional her traditional style of baking was like really nice to see somebody doing proper in air quotes British old school baking
1: well and she has a lovely dick what? Next week is a semi-final, and it's a really strong group. Who do you reckon will make it all the way through? I think Becca's going to go next week, but I don't want that to be true. I don't want it to be true. I believe it's not true. Well, all will be revealed. Right, onto this week's taste test. This one comes from Tracy, who loves to slather garlic naan with marmalade.
0: That makes me feel nauseous. Yeah,
1: but you were already feeling that way. You know the drill. Does Tracy go to jail, or is she free to slather another day? <laughs> Hello, it's us. Did you miss us? It must be difficult being apart from us for those precious seconds spent listening to various people flogging their wares. Speaking of which, have you heard about our only fans? It's our exclusive page where you can get loads of bonus behind-the-scenes tea, which we are absolutely not allowed to do on the podcast.
0: Not just that, but we also share ad-free episodes, recipes, chats with special guests and loads more. And this could all be yours for the price of a chocolate orange a month. Just pop over to patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys to find out more and join in on all the fun. Right, the flogging is official. Over. Over. I was just getting started.
1: <laughs> garlic and marmalade. You, I love a garlic naan. Oh well, yeah. I like a salty garlic naan. Yeah, that's why I can't really imagine marmalade. Marmalade, although it's bitter, it's also sweet. Does orange go with garlic? No. Put marmalade on a pashwari naan. Yes. Oh, do you sweet know on what? Sweet. Yes.
0: You're right. Yeah, but she's wrong though because it's not on a garlic. Yeah. So jail. Jail. It's the answer to that one. Is it time for the disaster? I think it's time for the disaster.
1: Disaster of the week.
0: I have a big disaster from last night.
1: (laughs) Last night?
0: Yeah, so I was... So we were going out for drinks and I was like, lovely, I'm going to get the last train home. So I will leave at 11.30 and I will get the last train and I'll feel great about myself. Judging by how fragile you look right now. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, She did not. She did not. She got a taxi home at three and I thought I was fine. And then I was in the taxi and then like I get a bit travel sick. So I closed my eyes because I don't like if I have my eyes open when I'm traveling, I get I get a bit sick in a car. And so I closed my eyes and then like I could feel my whole every all of the organs, in my body moving around like slop. And I <laughs> swallowed like slop. I, I was I, I was nearly sick three times. And I managed to hold it in, and I thought, "Great, well done, me." I love
1: the way you just did this little motion where it was kind of like as if a lady was going to be sick. And I <laughs> held it in <laughs>
0: <laughs> like a little Jane Austen woman, and then sadly, the like the, the fourth <laughs> or fifth time, it just it, it just all came out. Oh, oh, how in many drinks was that? I don't know how. I hadn't eaten enough. I think that was the problem. But the the worst part was I kind of put my hand over my mouth to kind of contain it oh, but that no. like uh, kind of jettisoned more between my fingers but and don't so it, you get fined for this well so wait so it hit a lot i most of it went down but a couple of bits went out um, including hitting the taxi driver on the arm <laughs> <laughs> and then oh it was awful, oh. i feel so bad and then dan who was in the front seat who who'd booked <laughs> the uber so it was on the, under his name <laughs> and his rating just went oh (laughs) and I still don't know actually I'm waiting to find out because obviously I will pay the fine and all that kind of stuff but yeah that's my disaster I've not been sick in a taxi since I was 19 years old
1: I when I got circumcised and then I was getting the taxi home from the hospital I'd had morphine and I didn't realize I'd never I'd never been to hospital before I didn't realize that morphine gets me sick and we were driving back in the taxi and I literally at one point was just like excuse me can you pull over and he put. I waited a few minutes as he pulled over, and then I dived out of the taxi and just vomited all over the pavement. So, don't look like that. I didn't do it in the taxi. I did do it over someone's shoes as they were walking past. <laughs> they can't find you though. No. Um, so I was okay. And then another another little story for a disaster. Had oh, quite the, a few disasters. The, the, I want to go back to me. To be fair to me,
0: there wasn't that much actually on the taxi. It was mainly on the people <laughs> in the taxi, and I knew I, I, I knew. knew three of the four people that were in the taxi. <laughs> How much further did you have to drive? A good ten minutes. <laughs> I was in the passenger, like, not the, the back passenger, back left. Oh. Um, and then, we, then we, 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 we we the car stopped, and then Katie, who was next to me, woke up and was like, what's happened? Um, and she thought we were being kicked out of the taxi, despite the fact we'd arrived. So we were trying to, like, calm her down because she wanted to have a fight. And so it was just an awful, awful situation.
1: I mean, that Uber driver, he must have been thinking. But I mean, that happens quite a lot, though, to be I honest. Was,
0: I felt like I was God's bravest soldier by swallowing four times. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you're, you're used to that i've got ah, another taxi ah. story i got knocked off my bike and broke my hand so i oh, kind of yes, got up off I the floor it. and one of my fingers was smashed to pieces and there was blood all dripping out of it so i called an ambulance they said they wouldn't come because i could walk apparently which isn't a thing by the way just in case anyone gets injured again and they told me to come in a taxi so i called got, got an uber i'm freezing by this point as well the uber came and the uber drove off because he didn't want to get blood on his taxi
0: I wouldn't want to do that, to be fair. But there was
1: no blood on it. It was dripping on me. I was like... Kept... It's not like vomiting. It's the worst, like I, I had a
0: lovely new jacket. A lovely new North Face jacket. And then I had to put it through the wash, but it's got down in it. It was only like a quick wash. I put it on for like, 15 minutes to just like get rid of the stuff and the Everything.
1: Uh, but now you have to like wait for the down to fully dry out before you can then shake it out and puff it up again. It does work though. I've done that before. I worried about washing my down, and it's fine. Anyway, we need to get onto other people's stories, not yeah, just ours. But that was quite the. There you go. There <laughs> that, you are. That was a disaster. I feel like I've given a quite good
0: disaster. And I actually, I sat on that
1: one. Mm? I sat on that secret. I didn't tell either of you when you came in. It was a good story. And so far from the podcast, the disasters of the week have been strongly on your side. That's, that's because podcast. I prepare for
0: the podcast, David. That's the reason. No, it's
1: because you're a walking disaster, Michael.
0: <laughs> I don't believe that's true. That's to be true. Okay, the first question is from Fraz, who says, what are your best suggestions for adapting recipes to veganize or make gluten-free? Do you know what I don't
1: actually like doing? Is it's adap- veganizing? <laughs> no, quite no, like. no, I mean, like, don't, like, you don't like adapting. You just yes. go for something that's naturally that free. Naturally that free, or at least follow it. Like, there's this person called loopy whisk who i follow and she does gluten-free baking and it's brilliant i've done a couple of recipes and they are really really good so yeah instead of either something that's naturally gluten-free or vegan or go for someone who has really practiced these things and experimented, gone for all the different things. Yeah, just adapting doesn't really work. No. Unless, unless the, using a plant milk instead of a cow's milk is fine. Oh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like even just sw- switching out
0: butters can go weird. I yeah. will say some of the best cookies that I have, I've actually got a recipe on my, on my Instagram if you scroll like to 2020 or something, but like they are, you can make them vegan or you can use egg whites, and so they're always gluten-free. But the egg whites make them like really chewy; they're almost meringue, but not. Ugh, oh, they're stunning. Uh, the next one is a story, sort of, story question, and they're from Zach. So Zach says, I've been hooking up with a guy who's in an open marriage for about three years now. He's really lovely and really good in bed and absolutely gorgeous. Actually, he sent us some Instagram pictures. Do you want to go onto to the, log on Bun Boys account and you can look at them both while I talk to you about this. He's really lovely and really good in bed and absolutely gorgeous. We definitely have a connection, but he has a husband, so I always dismiss the idea that it was or could be anything more. So basically, he's he's got like an ongoing friends of benefits thing with a married man, but the, the marriage is open, so it's fine. Recently and sort of randomly, I ended up meeting his best friend, who is also stunning and really lovely. That's the second profile that you look at, and um, they do look like the exact same person. Just as a quick <laughs> heads up, they do look
1: pretty from a from just like an objective, classic thing. They are both beautiful. They are they're very like the fifties model.
0: The second one's better than the first. Interesting, because that's the friend. So, the friend and I hooked up, but when I told the married guy about it, he got really upset. I just found out that he told his friend never to hook up with me again. What do I do? So basically, he's been hooking up with this man in the open relationship for like three years, that's been fine. He's met this married man's friend and now hooked up with him, and the married man has said that you can't sleep together, but that's not fair. So he's saying, can this guy who has a husband really dictate who I'm allowed to sleep with, or was sleeping with his best friend actually too far? Is there a way to finesse the situation so I can keep sleeping with both beautiful men? Or is this too messy
1: and should I just run the other direction? Ooh, that is a tough one because I think there's no right or wrong in this one. There's a lot of rights, a lot, lots of things where it's like, okay, that is kind of fair enough. Mm. Because that person can't dictate to you who you're sleeping with, especially if they're in an open relationship and sleeping with lots of people. Mm. However, it probably is quite weird to sleep with their best friend and not even mention it to them or something? I don't know. Like, I feel like there's girl code a bit, isn't there? Like,
0: like, if there's a boy that I know that my, my friend is interested in or has slept with, generally that's like, I'm like, that. okay, they're off the table then. Yeah. Like, they're, yeah. Just, I'm just, they're not in the, in the, in, that's not happening. So, I can sort of see where married man's coming from.
1: But it is always that strange. But then when it comes, it does sound strange to be, like, when he says the word dictate, it's quite funny to say, you're not allowed to sleep with this person. Yeah,
0: I think it's a bit, it'd be better for him to be more like that makes me uncomfortable but like you say probably shouldn't have got to that point <laughs> yeah i think you probably can't sleep with both you need to make your choice oh why doesn't he sleep with both at the same time well, i might not be into that and also married man might not want to sleep with best friend i mean he'd choose he wants to sleep with. Have to, i'm not telling him no sure sure i basically think i can understand where the married man's coming from i didn't when i first read this i didn't think that's where i was gonna i was gonna land on it but i can kind of
1: get it. i get it yeah, I'm going to continue scrolling through both the profiles after this because they they're are both, lovely. Yeah, they're very, they're very be- nice. But also, they just look like really nice people. <laughs> oh. Okay, lovely. <laughs> lovely people. Let's get down to the is it rude twos. I'll let you. I'll let you take this one, David. <clears throat> so, Judge Michael, Supreme Court Justice, is it rude to <laughs> order a double when someone is buying you a drink? Ooh, Ooh. I mean, definitely a triple. I think. Well, you <laughs> to get them in Newcastle. Um. And Newcastle.
0: I ooh, I don't know. It, de- it depends how well you know the person, I think. Order a double or order a cocktail, like one of the... Because it depends on what they're ordering
1: as well, I guess.
0: Because normally if, if the, the, the bartender person would be like, oh, is that a single or a double? And then I would look to the person who is buying the drink and kind of go, hmm. If I wanted a single, I would say single. Or if I wanted a double, I would kind of just kind of go, hmm
1: yeah so, who knows Ooh. <laughs> and see what they say and they'll chances are say fine yeah doubles and the issue is if they're gonna buy a double for themselves then you're probably gonna buy the next drink anyway so then it's kind of okay so i think basically it is all it's rude to order a double but like not rude to suggest that they might buy you a double <laughs> <laughs> michael's always about doing the tricksy things also it is rude to just be the person that never buys drinks yeah yeah my friend katie and i alternate which is good
0: or, what well, I also recently have been doing, because I've been fairly poor, is just being like, I can't afford to buy anybody rounds this evening, so please don't buy me drinks if, like, I'd just rather buy my own.
1: Do you know what? Sometimes I feel that's the safest, nicest way to yeah, do it, Yeah, much more simple. Is it rude to... <laughs> Eat with your elbows on the table. I don't think... It's weird, though, but you get taught that when you're a child, don't you? Like, I, when, you're brought, when you're brought up. I still remember my grandma saying to me, get your elbows off the table. I'm like, why? The why? It's like, a table manager, a
0: whole, a whole thing... I think I probably eat with my elbows on a table, but then if I'm around a if I'm round table with my friends, I think the elbows kind of almost block your friends off on either side, so I probably wouldn't do it
1: there. Oh, yeah. But I don't these, think it's rude. There's these etiquette people on Instagram out there, and yeah. I watch some of these things, I'm like, I had no idea about that. It just seems weird, the things that they say you have to do. I'm going to say no to that one. Good. I like you today, judge. Is it rude to <laughs> Talk on the phone while using public transport. Depends on the volume. Yeah, I on my way over here, Nick, Nick's in Amsterdam and he called me when we're, I was on the train and I just pretended. I just said, oh, the signal's really bad and hung up mm. because I don't like talking to anyone on the train, mm. even Nick. And even if it's really, and let, if it was a really quick thing with someone just saying like, oh, have you let the dog out? I mean, that would be a weird thing to say to someone on a train. <laughs> but if they were saying something quick, then yeah. But if you're going to have a conversation... I don't like it on a train especially I'm sometimes listening to a podcast and like you say I can hear their conversation yeah beyond my airpods yeah I find it really like I, I will do
0: it sometimes on a bus but I feel very self-conscious and I end up talking really quietly because I don't want people to hear what I'm saying and I get really awkward and uncomfortable about it I don't think it's rude to talk on the phone while using public transport I think it's rude to talk loudly and make everyone else listen to your conversation It's the same as listening to loud music on public transport. Yeah, it's exactly the same as that.
1: And that is your lot for the week.
0: Thank you, as ever, for listening.
1: Now, down to our classic begging portion of the outro. I do wonder how many people actually listen to this bit. Well, prove to us that you are listening and get in touch. We'd love to hear your baking questions, dating disasters, or anything you think we should talk about. Just pop an email over to at gmail.com. Or drop us a DM at Sticky Bum Boys on our socials. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime... Do you know, I've just realised I did say sticky Bum Boys? then. You've been saying it
0: for about 75 episodes no. now. I, <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm sticky Bum Boys. That was the first time I just heard it. It's because you were racing through the script to get to the end.
1: Hmm. Anyway. Keep up um, sticky! Ready for the boring bit? Let's go.
0: The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our
1: own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders.
0: Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we?
4: (laughs) Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long.